Holly G with the Golf Insiders, our guest today, Damon Hack, host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel. Go, Sergio! Damon, hey, I've been a longtime Sergio fan. So happy to see him finally back in the winner's circle. Yeah, it's been three years, Holly G, and Sergio, one of the big names that golf fans have been following since he was a teenager making that great run at the PGA back in 99 uh, before ultimately coming up short to Tiger Woods. We've been watching his career for such a long time, broke through for that first major in 2017 at the Masters, kind of been walking in the wilderness since then, but uh, you know, really just an emotional win for him. He said afterwards that uh, he lost two of his uncles to COVID. Uh, in the past year, uh, his, his father's brothers. So he was dedicating the victory to them. Uh, need to see him really kind of find the motivation and the form uh, to get back in the winner's circle. 11-time winner now on the PGA Tour, nine-time member of the European Ryder Cup team, uh, likely as a Masters champion on his way to the World Golf Hall of Fame. Nice to see Sergio get it done. Absolutely, and uh, certainly a a touching moment when he uh, revealed that his two uncles had died from COVID, no, no doubt about it. And, you know, Sergio now in his 40s with two children, Damon, you know, it's, um, you know, his 40s may be his, his best stretch of golf coming here now that his, you know, life is settled in many ways. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be hard to, to match what he's done just in terms of the productivity, but you never know. A health uh, seems to be on his side, and you mentioned that having the growing family can really be a motivating factor. We, we talk about Tiger wanting to see his kids, uh, wanting his kids to know what the dad does for a living. I think there's probably some of that with Sergio as well. We've watched Bill Mickelson, uh, Kenny Terry, uh, Vijay Singh play well in their 40s, and, and Sergio is of that ilk. Uh, he's one of the great ball strikers of the last 20 years. For him, it's all about kind of what's going on between the ears. Are things settled off the golf course? Uh, and then things seem to go well for him on the golf course. So I really believe that, that Sergio uh, he would like to kind of have that cherry on, on top. I mean, maybe the Masters was already it, but maybe he has a second major championship uh, in the offing sometime in the next five to ten years. For me, it's all about Sergio's level of motivation, and we definitely saw that this past week. Well, we saw a few other things. One was, uh, you know, what a great iron player he is. Uh, exclamation point on the 18th green when he stuffed that iron shot in about, what, two feet from the pin? Yeah, did so. Uh, you know, Peter Malnati sitting there hanging out with his family, kind of having a nice leisurely picnic likely preparing for a playoff and the next thing you know Sergio absolutely hits an eight iron on the button from about 171 yards to a couple of feet and then as he did uh, this past week you know putting with his eyes closed really kind of focusing on on feeling the weight of the putter head and, and having a more natural stroke and listening to the broadcasters on the ground there you know Sergio looked as comfortable with the putter as he has in years maybe Ever. That's been the club that's let him down. You know, he's been a superb ball striker, as you mentioned, iron player. Uh, Scott Hope once told me that Sergio was the best 
long straight driver of the golf ball since Greg Norman. So that tells you what his peers think about his gift. The putter, when it's hot as it was this past week, leads Sergio to victory. So neat to see the iron play so strong. And of course, the putter uh, made more than 90 feet of putts on that Sunday. Uh, when all things are working, Sergio is dangerous as anybody in the game. Yeah, that was that was impressive. I think uh, many of us have maybe tried that closing your eyes, uh, you know, putting stroke in practice, but really something to watch him put that in play. It really is, and it kind of is a reminder of how you almost have to let go. Uh, yeah, that's a good lesson for, for those who love the game and even play it recreationally. The, the more you're grabbing onto the steering wheel and, and squeezing it tightly, uh, the more likely things are, are to go wrong. I can speak from my own personal experience of interviewing players. Uh, you know, Developing feels and trust, so important. Uh, and being able to execute it inside the ropes, of course, that's what the, the greats do. But uh, you almost have to let go and trust and lean on your fundamentals and the things that got you there. Uh, and, and it was neat to see him really almost finding a zen-like uh, of emotion with that club especially and able to carry it through against the best players in the world. Well, you mentioned Peter Malnati, who finished second. Uh, looked like there was going to be a playoff, but, uh, you know, uh, that didn't happen. But he posted a 63 on Sunday and what a great interview after with the Golf Channel uh, you know he's just got one of those smiles that lights up a room Damon and he just seems like a really good guy he really is and it was neat for him to be back at a place where he you know when he won in 2015 shot 18 under uh, which was the same score that he sat on waiting for Sergio Garcia to finish and we'll all remember the reaction you know Sergio Basically, it's a dagger to the heart of, of Peter, and, and Peter is not pouting. He, he's smiling and appreciative of the great shot that Sergio hit, and that tells you a lot about who Peter Malnati is. Uh, one of the more approachable, thoughtful players on the PGA Tour. Uh, not afraid to take on issues outside of the ropes and, and talking about things like uh, social justice and, and just kind of making this country... Uh, living up to its creed as best it can. Peter is is one of those deep thinkers on the PGA Tour, very popular player, family man, baseball fan, uh, Kansas City Royals fan, uh, just a neat guy. I've been fortunate enough to spend some time around Peter. In fact, for a while, Peter was working uh, with Mitchell Spearman, who's a renowned uh, swing instructor who lives in Orlando, and I've worked with Mitchell as well, so I've got some insight into who Peter Malnati is, and, and from the likes of Mitchell on down to the players on the tour, uh, a very popular, well-respected player. Yeah, and a guy that's been out there um, almost over a decade now. Uh, this is where we ongoingly, week to week, get to see these guys, um, you know, see how deep these fields go, and, you know, I think that's what I love about the wraparound season because we learn about some of these players and, and they get a chance to shine. It really is. You know, it, it can't always be about Tiger and Brooks and, and Phil and DJ. And this is a chance for, for like a veteran player like Sergio to get back on the ball or, or some journeymen like Peter Malnati to, to find some form and some confidence. And I love having golf year-round. I know that some golf fans have said, I'd like to have a, 
more of a defined offseason so, so you can miss the sport a little bit. But to me, the, the more the merrier. I want to see the stories uh, of the future Hall of Famers and also the grinders trying to find a way to get it done week to week. Well, we're uh, moving on to the Shriners Hospital for Children Open in Las Vegas. Pretty good field there. We're going to get to see Bryson DeChambeau and Matthew Wolf go at it again. Uh, your thoughts on the tournament coming up? Yeah, big fan of this of tournament in Vegas, which of course benefits the Shriners Hospital for children open and you know think about some of the great winners we've had and great tournaments the last few years Kevin Na, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Patrick Cantlay has played very well there in fact has won and been a runner-up out in Vegas so yeah a lot of eyes will be on Bryson considering what he did at Wingfoot wondering if that was just a moment in time or, or a turning point uh, we, we saw on social media this past week Rory McIlroy saying that he reached 190 up all speed for the first time ever and, and took a picture of it and hit a drive 357 yards. So a lot of players seem to be taking a cue from Bryson. Uh, he'll be fun to watch on a desert golf course where uh, his golf ball is going to fly even farther than it would, uh, you know, on your more typical uh, parkland golf course. So yeah, Bryson DeChambeau is at the tip of the spear right now in this, uh, discussion on length off of the tee. Yeah, all I would say is that I hope they've got a long driving range there at TPC Summerlin because <laughs> uh, they're, they're going to need it with uh, with the altitude and the dryness, right? It's going to be, uh, be fun to watch. So uh, Ricky Fowler in the field um, along with some other, you know, big names. It's got a, a good, um, good cast on the uh, leaderboard. Ricky, I was kind of shocked to see, and he slipped to, what, 45 in the rankings? Um, what's yeah. going on with Ricky? Yeah, you know, Ricky, uh, of course, has had some changes in his life, recently married, uh, working with uh, John Tillery now, uh, said goodbye to the Harmon stable. We're going on more than a year now, though. He was very excited a year ago at this time that the swing changes had kind of come together. Uh, from what I've been told, Ricky has spent so much time working on his golf swing that some of the other strengths and aspects of his game have kind of fallen off a little bit, in particular the short game and even more particular the putting. Uh, that putter has been such a weapon for Ricky Fowler throughout his career. I think he has one of the best, if not the best, just looking putting strokes uh, and producing putting strokes on the PGA Tour. And his numbers are off from where they have historically been throughout his PGA Tour career. So so watch Ricky uh, on the greens. That that aspect of his game, which has been a strength, has kind of become more uh, middle of the road as he's tried to let this swing come together. So he's focused so much on the swing that there have been some deficits in other parts of his game. He's kind of looking to have everything come together uh, in a place that's meant a lot to him. You know, he spent a lot of time with Butch Harmon through the years and has spent a lot of time in Vegas working with Butch uh, so I know just from a familiarity, he'll be very comfortable on this golf course, but looking for some lightning with the putter, looking for some heat uh, with a club that has been so good to him throughout his career. Well, we've got Webb Simpson in the field. Uh, he won the event back in 2013. Uh, Colin Morikawa, 
uh, who uh, surprisingly missed the cut at the U.S. Open. That was probably one of the, the biggest surprises, I thought. And then uh, you've got Sergio, um, you know, after his big win, teeing it up as well. Yeah, no shortage of stories at this time of year. You mentioned Matt Wolf. Uh, what a, a kind of star turn for him, even uh, just being in contention. You know, he'd won on the PGA Tour, of course, and played as golf made its way back this summer. Uh, but this was kind of a moment where this general sports fan was able to watch him compete alongside Bryson at Wingfoot. Uh, you know, the, the golf fan knows his backstory, the incredible college career he had at Oklahoma State, one of the protégés of Ricky Fowler, unique golf swing. Uh, just listening to him speak after his rounds and hearing his voice mic'd up, uh, not, not mic'd up, you know, on his shirt, but just the, the microphones that were placed along the golf course, we could hear kind of the chatter that he would have. He's just a likable character and, and someone who you get the sense is getting more and more comfortable uh, under the spotlight on the big stage. Yeah, and he teamed up with Ricky in that uh, event the um, in, in May, one of the charity events, and it was uh, fun to listen to him dish out some of, uh, you know, his uh, his stuff to the other players. Yeah, the Taylor May driving relief. He, he really uh, has had some moments in the spotlight this season where he's been able to introduce or reintroduce himself uh, to golf fans, and of course, at Golf Channel, we've been familiar with him because we pay such close attention to the NCAA's. And of course, uh, we had the the great Oklahoma State Oklahoma uh, rivalry kind of captured uh, in our own Golf Channel original programming of Driven, where we kind of saw you know what these programs go through to produce such fantastic teams year after year. Um, who are you? Uh, who are you? Who are you picking? I I. Uh... It's, this is a tough one this weekend. I tell you what, I, I, I'm looking at Bryson, and, and I've gone from being someone who was a skeptic, and I think many of us in the game were skeptics uh, that this rapid weight gain and chase for distance would work. But I've had conversations now with Bryson. I interviewed him at Wingfoot. I interviewed his coach, uh, one of his two coaches, Chris Como. I've interviewed Mike Shy, his other coach from childhood through the years. They just say that Bryson is like a supercomputer who will continue to be unafraid to push the envelope to try new things. And you wonder if there's ever going to be a point where, you know, he's gone too far. But at this point, at the age of 27, he has figured something out. So it's because of the current form that he has that I like him this week. It's also because he won the Shriners back in 2018 when he beat Patrick Kelly by a shot. Shot 66 66, 21 under par and getting it done a couple of years ago. So you have to say Bryce DeChambeau has to be on the short list of favorites. Well, speaking of other big events, let's turn to the LPGA, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at uh, just a fantastic golf course, Aronimink Country Club in Newton Square, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. A uh, great venue for the LPGA Major, and great to see Major Golf back in Pennsylvania. Oh, absolutely, and this is a, a wonderful uh, gem of a golf course that Donald Ross designed. It's hosted, you know, majors. It's hosted playoff events. 
and hosted Tigers Tournament for many years. And once again, it'll have a, a wonderful uh, uh, field, you know, walking its fairways in greens. In fact, uh, I know one of the caddies out there, Dean Alexander, a longtime instructor who's going to be caddying for Peyung Chin, who went on the Symmetra Tour this past week. So I got a text from from Dean uh, not too long ago just telling me how big the golf course is. It's a big old East Coast meaty test of golf that in some ways it's perfect for the women because in a lot of ways I think it's not quite obsolete but close when you think about where the bunkers are compared to where the guys are sitting at a lot of those bunkers just not in play uh, for the best players in the men's game much more in play uh, for the best players in the women's game so it'll be a lot of fun to watch those Donald Ross greens and you got the likes of Sung Hee Park and NB Park, defending champ Hannah Green in the field. Uh, I love watching women's golf. I love the LPGA, and I love all the major championships. So this is one when you get your popcorn ready and see what uh, Daniel Kang has in store. Uh, Lydia Ko, Stacey Lewis has won again. So yes. a lot of great players looking for uh, to add a major championship to their uh, trophy shelves. Great to see Stacy Lewis back in the top 10 uh, in the race to the CME, which is the LPGA's version of the FedEx Cup, which finishes right here in Naples, Florida in November. And, you know, she's recently become a mom. And, you know, you really see these players, you know, having to go through adjustments when they start families. I think even more so for LPGA moms, because let's face it, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to having to balance a tour life and being a mom, young mom especially. Yeah, her daughter uh, Chesney uh, turns two at the end of October, and you know he, uh, she's uh, 35 years of age now, and, and she's someone who's had to adjust with uh, becoming a mom, and I think she's making that adjustment and finding the life and sports balance very well, and I think it takes a lot of players uh, especially on the LPGA Tour to kind of figure out that balance. you got Brittany Lincecum, uh two-time major champ, who's doing that and doing that well. And, and Stacey Lewis, who was a world number one and was the best American player for a long, long time. Uh, I mean, she's got the pelts on the wall. You know, 12-year veteran, 13 career LPGA Tour wins, two-time major champ. So she knows how the sausage is made, and she's got some inspiration now, and it's been fun to see her back of where I believe a lot of people believe she belongs when you consider the toughness she has shown overcoming scoliosis as a child wearing a back brace through high school and and she's got uh, she's got a tough chin as they say in sports fewer tougher on the LPGA tour than Stacey Lewis yeah absolutely couldn't couldn't agree more and um before I let you go, wanted to ask you about your uh, just fantastic series you've been doing, uh, Race in America, your recent uh, interview that uh, aired just a week ago. Yeah, able to speak to uh, Kirk Triplett, three-time PGA Tour winner, eight-time winner on PGA Tour Champions, who's adopted a black son named Kobe, so he has this blended family, interracial family, and put on his golf bag on PGA Tour Champions Black Lives Matter and kind of shared some some thoughts with me on kind of what the reaction's been for, from his peers and why he put that message on his bag and it's because uh, as a father who's raised a, a multi-ethnic family he's had to have different conversations 
with his adopted son than he had with, uh, with some of his other children. And I just think it was enlightening for him to share his perspective on what it's been like to be a, a father um, in this moment in our country. Um, it, it's on GolfChannel.com. Um, if your listeners want to find it, Kirk Triple is very thoughtful and, and very, very generous with this time to, to tackle what's a tough and complex issue. Absolutely. And um, it's been a fantastic series. And, um, you know, you've, you've just been uh, brilliant and as well as very uh, uh, forthcoming about some of your own experiences along the way. How can our listeners tune in this week to all of the Golf Channel coverage? Damon? Yeah, we're, we're basically a wall-to-wall. Uh, we've got uh, some folks on site uh, at Aramink for the KPMG uh, Women's PGA Championship, Golf Central in the evening, 6 p.m., uh, morning drive on hiatus this week. Uh, we'll find out if we're back next week. Uh, but right now, uh, most of the folks will be on the LPJ, and then, of course, you can watch the, you know, kind of like evening. You know, if you like a little evening golf uh, from the West Coast, you can watch the Shriners Hospitals for Children open uh, from Las Vegas. So uh, a chock full of, uh, of golf for the golf band uh, starting tomorrow on Golf Channel. As always, we appreciate your time. Love our Golf Channel. And, uh, Damon, always great to speak with you, my friend. Thank you so much, Holly G. Anytime.